You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. It's, it's hollow uh, spaces between advertising. So, you know, commercials are, are what you're watching. And so that makes you angry. If you actually feel anything and if you care and if you give a shit, you, uh, you'll fucking lose your goddamn mind. Mike. Suddenly salt is healthier because it's from the fucking Himalayans and it's pink. I was saying this to Leanne in the kitchen the other day. I'm like, this is stupid. What am I doing? I might as well just well, buy I, fucking Morton's classic Jewish salt and just keep it in business. <laughs> keep Morton's in business. That. I hope they're still in business. And Scott. The teacher that every boy wanted to get with was the French teacher whose name was Mrs. Pounds. True story. Welcome to the 50th episode of Is It Safe? Yes, 50 episodes. They said it couldn't be done, but somehow somebody pulled it off. Yes, these things happen. Congratulations to Luke, Scott, uh, Matt for his work while he was here. You're definitely a part of that experience and we'll never forget you. And to all of you guys for coming along on the journey. Uh, Luke, how do you feel about this historic moment? I think without Matt, we wouldn't have done it. So, uh, yeah, super excited. I can't believe we hit 50. Uh, 50 feels like the biggest number in the world when you start out. And then... Uh, it's a doozy! <laughs> but it also seems like... It also seems like a lot of podcasts I've been listening to since right around when we started are at, like, episode 200. I don't know how that works, but, you know, the people are cranking them out. We're, uh, we're, keep, we're keeping up. I can't anymore! We're keeping up. We're going to get there. We've just done a good job of agreeing to hang out on Tuesday nights. Yes. <laughs> yes. So good for us. Oh, we do it once a week. We don't do multiple shows a week. It's just a once a week show, and that's fine. That's 52 that is, episodes a year, roughly. That's true. Of course, there's weeks off. Things don't work out, so it's more like 47, 46. Mm-hmm. Um, we started the show in... Uh, November of 2020. So there's actually several episodes that we didn't count towards the count. So there's really more. But when we finally decided to say, all right, this is the beginning of the genesis of the show, that's where we started from. So really, it's probably about 56 or seven episodes. In the beginning, there were four. Mm-hmm. Now there are yeah. three. And yeah, I don't even know what it sounds like or how terrible it was. But all I know is uh, we're here and Ooh. we got. Plenty to talk about. Uh, Tom Brady retired today. It's finally over. The end of the reign of Tom Brady and his 22 years of dominance of the NFL and of popular culture. Looks like it comes to an end. And now he can get ready for his next move as a moderate Republican in the California Senate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wait, is is that actually happening or is that your prediction? It sounds solid. Oh, I just, I'm wondering prediction. if that. Okay, yeah. yes, it sounds very solid. He could easily yeah. move move over there and slot himself right in. I wonder how right. You're probably correct. He's probably a moderate Republican. I don't know how far right he goes. Oh, that's how he'll portray himself. That's how he'll portray himself. Is what I mean. Yeah. Remember me? I'm no. Tom Brady. I'm just a little right of center, but it's everything's cool. We're all <laughs> the Republican Party is trending right now. You know, it's cool. Everyone's awesome. Everyone it's wants a winner. Exactly. Why is that trending again? It did did Daily Show come back? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I think Republicanism is just it's just kind of trending. We're gonna we're, we're you know we're losing our foothold over here, Luke. <laughs> losing our foothold? Are you kidding? <laughs> our foothold. I really hope you understand what our means in this uh, context. Well, you're never gonna have a foothold. Yeah, Go that's out. what yeah. I'm talking about. I'm the fucking 
the fucking Democrat. That's that's why the Republicans are probably trending. They're trending because they're fucking they're right about more things than the Democrats are, which yeah. is disgusting. Oh, anyway. well, we'll have Tom Brady to represent us. So, ooh, here's okay. a fun, here's a fun one. Here's here you could probably tell. Well, all right, maybe maybe we can let the listeners decide. Uh, so Joe Biden gets to nominate a Supreme Court justice. <clears throat> Everybody gets. That's right. Everyone's very excited about this. Breyer, Breyer is retiring. Okay, good riddance. Uh, <laughs> just one of his most prominent, one of uh, Biden's most prominent uh, federal court judges that he is uh, keeping on the bench. Uh, he could remove her, but he did not. He's keeping her on the bench. Uh, Gen- Jennifer Reardon. You know so much about Delaware. Je- Jennifer Reardon, who was, uh, who was a partner at uh, Gibson and Dunn, the, the law firm that is basically under uh, is on Chevron's. Uh, uh, what do you call it? They're they're fucking pay pay. What dole. Fuck? dole. Yeah, it's on their fucking dole. Uh, Stephen Dongziger is a is a. If you don't know who this guy is, he is a uh, human rights lawyer that basically won a massive, probably the biggest. I think it's like the biggest uh, environmental disaster case in history. Uh, against Chevron in Ecuador and Chevron poisoned 1500 square acres of Amazon rainforest, uh, along with hundreds of thousands of indigenous peoples causing thousands and thousands of cases of, you know, cancer. Uh, he won this case over 20 years ago. He has been, he has been on lockdown basically because a corporate friendly judge had, uh, had actually chosen did he be his wife had chosen a had chosen a corporate law firm to to actually prosecute the case basically and it is one of the i think it's the first time in history this has even happened so this this guy has been uh on on house lockdown over a misdemeanor because the charges that they were able to levy against him were basically misdemeanor charges and that was as as far as it went. So normally a misdemeanor charge costs $5,000 and you get like, let's say a 90 day you know, jail sentence. He was in fucking prison and it cost Chevron and it cost the, the lawyers who prosecuted this case over uh, like $200 million or something like that to man. I'm glad I called that guy. That's right. And so Biden's, one of Biden's major, major judges that he's allowing to keep on the federal court is someone named Jennifer Reardon, who is somebody who was working for Chevron and was actually as a, as a big proponent or somebody that is uh, connected very closely to Kirsten Gillibrand in New York. And, you know, so Biden, uh, what does he care about fucking environment, environmental rights and environmental justice, climate change, any of that shit, you know, Fuck you if you tell me that. If you tell me otherwise, uh, he's keeping people like this, corporatist judges on on the bench who are uh, absolutely blatantly against the uh, environmental rights and the you know human rights of, let's say, people in fucking Ecuador because she worked for fucking Chevron. And yeah. I'll just say, just in Where case else? I got, just in case I got any of those details wrong, I'll just say allegedly. That's weird. You know so much about Delaware. You fucking Joe Biden. So why do we think the fucking Republican Party is trending? Yeah, it's because 
that shit. The people see that shit. They they're fucking livid, and I agree. Because people Good. love people love money. <laughs> 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 There it is, that oldie but a goodie. <laughs> no, as long as money, as long as people love money, it'll also, you know. Oh. Newsflash. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, uh, we do have some emails today. So uh, Tom Brady <laughs> retires. We've got Joe Biden's uh, fun time with the judge. Um, Joe know, Biden's fun time with the judge would actually be a great spinoff. Well, let's knock out the emails. I, I, right I'm, not the top sure. here, I'm so. not even sure what it should be. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we we always fuck around with that. So let's get right to it. Thank you, as always. Is it safe pod at gmail.com is how you can contact the show. Send us your email. Tell us about your private thoughts, your personal matters, or just something very, very general if you choose. And we'll start with Danny, a loyalist to the show. Is it safe pod? No better way to start the 50th show than with a Danny Bennett email, which is. Yes, sir. Really, uh, it's not long at all. It says, licorice pizza content, exclamation point. PTA <laughs> oh, for the win. That is all. That's it. Oh, no. Sounds like he really enjoyed it, and I still I, haven't seen it. I have not either. Um, yeah, we shock. did talk. We, did talk still. Yep, we, we wanted to see it, but did not fucking happen. I'll, 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 reserve, I'll reserve my reading. Sorry. Clear, apparently. Sorry, Danny. You know what? We, we should... Actually, we should do a uh, a proper uh, a proper episode on that. I'm guessing. Come on, man. I, I've, Come on, I've heard man. I've heard like five people tell me like, "Dude, no, you do not understand. You must see this movie." And I'm like, "Okay, I get really? it. I, I I already wanted to see it." And then it was like, "No, no, no. You don't understand. You have to see it." So you're getting a lot of liquor. Too much hype. Too much hype. Is it too much hype? Um, without saying anything, I'll just say. So I'm still going to see it, and we should do an episode on it. But, oh, God. This week, maybe. Hit me up on the side. Hit me up on the side, Danny. We can share our licorice Yeah, pizza. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Danny. Uh, my bad. Yeah, hey, We can't there, see Danny. every fucking movie ever, Danny. God damn it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> supposed God to, yeah. damn. <laughs> uh, and then we got an uh, email from Brian, of course. Hi, Safe Pod team. Libertarians are just hardcore conservatives who smoke weed and don't want to pay taxes. That's it. Everything else is a nightmare. Also, if any of you were approached to run at a local or state level in government, would you? I feel like we've talked about this before, actually, on the show, over our first 50 episodes. Um, and we kind of covered that. You guys remember that? I love that we would have even broached <laughs> that subject. Like, no, Matt like, was the like member was of the pod that was that was built for for public service. Oh, absolutely. He even was, I don't know. I don't think that he would even want to do it. Yeah, he's the only one that doesn't answer. have enough uh, skeletons in his closet. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> fuck would, that guy is Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he had to bow out. You know, maybe he's he's ramping up for a for a local run here. That would be sweet. Don't fuck with me. I'll tell you right now. Look, I think you're, you're, okay. we covered it on the show. I don't <laughs> remember not. which episode it was, but uh, whatever episode it was, we talked about it. And I said that, yeah, you know, I, I thought it'd be cool. I would do a local. We're stuck in a local small time office thing. And we talked about doing that here in Livonia or Ferndale or Oak Park or Detroit or wherever the hell you live. And I said, yeah, it'd be fun to try it and give it a shot. It just sounds like 
they make it hard on you because if you don't have an organizational structure, you really don't know where to start. So it's really easy to just give up. And actually well-meaning people who might actually make a slight dent or at least provide you with someone to aspire to locally, they'll never get there because it's all built towards a machine or a system of people, a big organization providing all the support you need where you just got to show up, say the things they've created and designed and they do all the posters or whatever, the all the bullshit, all the flair. And you are just the centerpiece of their work while you really do nothing. And this is These are for people who are not real human beings. These are the bullshit, which is most politicians. They're just autocrats and turds and empty-minded <laughs> bozos who do what they're told. You know, Mike, I think you might – you may have – actually, I think you brought up a good point. You know, when you – let's say you run for office and you're just one of us. You know, you don't exactly know where to start, what to do. You also don't know what the, you don't, you don't really know what the job description is, right? You don't know what your day to day is going to look like. A lot of these uh, junior, you know, senators and uh, people in the house will say that they thought the job was going to be so different. And then they spend all their time calling fundraisers, you know, or going to go through the rigmarole of having conversations back and forth, discussing things you're interested in, all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is bizarre how well that fit <laughs> that is okay that is bizarre and it almost it's a little disturbing but i think you might yeah. be right i mean it's it's tricky like if you were to if you were to get into office, so first you wouldn't know what the job is so then anyone who tells you what the job is is probably somebody you're going to listen to and these people get they immediately get uh bought in you know subsumed yeah they hook uh, india and I don't know how like much of it is their fucking fault. I, I think it's their fault if they make a real big show of how good they're going to be. And then they just uh, lay over and let their bellies get rubbed by, you know, <laughs> you know, by, <laughs> by Chevron. Uh, well, you, have to, you have to make a big deal out of yourself though. It's that's like you do. So part of, part of the, you know, it's part of the cocktail up front. You have to, well, you're never going to come in and be like, you know what? I don't, really anticipate getting anything done but i'm affable and knowledgeable and uh you know like why may as well just give me a swing listen just demand your coffee couldn't do anything i'm not coffee (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah demand servitude immediately that's what i say (laughs) do you i mean obviously uh, they got to be kept held accountable and all that but i there are some people where i i'm like it doesn't surprise me at all that they end it's up. all about banality that's it yeah yeah banality of evil that it is the banality of evil it is the machinations of this structure that that is how it works uh everybody yep. welcomes you in with a handshake and a smile and now you're buried be, uh under fucking million freak fuck boomers fuck boomers I hope y'all die. Fuck my parents. Fuck boomers. Fuck boomers. Fuck boomers. Fuck my parents. Fuck all you boomers. I hope y'all die. Fuck Gen X while we're on Beautiful. Probably uh, yeah. perf- perfect oh, really? spot to end that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's uh, 
Scott, please do tell. We don't get enough uh, Gen X hate. So what's, we don't uh, get enough what's Gen the story X. there? I don't know. They're just kind of fucking, you know, they're just lost. They're just the lost. They're the lost boys. You know, they're going to still. Well, let's go to let's rewind back to boomers. Because it's funny. I was actually talking to my mom today about work and all this bullshit trying to find a job and she's like yeah you should do that and you should do this and social security i'm like bitch you fucking ate up all our social security i hate boomers i hate uh -uh. boomers. you know we're all fucked we're 40 40 or younger whatever 41 i don't know i never uh i don't think i identify with the gen xers they're just like these weirdo lost uh aliens you know in between i don't think i've ever really, I'll trash. I've ever really... everybody knows it <laughs> thoughts on gen x you guys got strong strong feelings on this i mean they're gonna get you know speaking of social security or whatever it's it's gonna it's gonna all be dried up my ex 55 year old girlfriend is gonna get that shit before we do. i would say gen x <laughs> uh, gen x has got to be Okay, so Gen X is right after Boomers, right? So Gen X has got to be just the, so they're the kids of Boomers. Uh, so the they're real more, boomers, like they're like kind of more racist. Than, well, they're not. You know, they're more. They're less racist than Boomers, but still like close-minded. They're, they're I, mean, like, I work. I work for a lot of Gen Xers. Close-minded people. They tr that try to be cool. I feel like the Gen uh, Xers are China. In the, so the Gen Xers were are in a weird position because they're in the post-racist and pre-racist phase. So it's like <laughs> they hmm. it's like there was a sweet spot where, you know, they were like, yeah, all right, let's go disco. And then Reagan hit and it was just they went all in on Reagan. That's Gen X is the worst because of that. Yeah, yuppie a lot of yuppie dumb. No, just like yeah. Gen Xers are basically God, they're like everywhere, you know. They're it's not a, quite our parents, right? They're not quite our parents, but they're basically every fucking pundit you see on on the media that talks about like the Reagan era, you know, in a in a in a favorable way. Th those are Gen Xers. So. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Oh, you know that I, was I like Trump tested. City. It is. It was Trump City. It is probably. Yeah, uh, you know. But no offense to all my all my fifty four year olds or all my forty nine year olds out there. I just, I, no, I, no. I, I see a lot of I see a lot of differences between you and I. When oh, they were the first people to vote for fucking Reagan, right? We make it's everyone a fucking hero in death. Yeah, and I don't understand. Or that maybe shit. they were the second. <laughs> but hey, yep. we we still well, love you. We still love you, Gen Xers. We're just being critical. I don't. I mean, but oh. well, I don't just automatically fucking oh, love anybody from a particular generation. God's love. I mean, if, God's love, dude. That's what it is, Luke. If you're if you're the kind of people right now, if your generation is that group of people, then it happens to have something to do with when you were born. Uh, whatever, whatever your age has to do with with your decisions, your political decisions. If you're the kind of people that are basically trying to shut down anything that might actually help anybody on the working, uh, you know, anybody in the working class, anybody that's, uh, you know, disempowered, disenfranchised, uh, poor, whatever, then you are not somebody that uh, you're someone that, that maybe I'll talk to, but at the same time, I am not uh, going to defend your generation in any way. Uh, but that again, 
that depends on whether or not your generation actually matters. You know, if you're just if you're just like an asshole that that grew up in in America and you believe in everything that you've been taught, then you're just a different kind of asshole. It has nothing to do with your generation. Do you like Phil Collins? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but it's hard to argue. Yeah. It sucks, Collins. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, uh, oh, yeah. thank you for the email. I hope we answered your question. And <laughs> oh, Brian, too, as uh, always. Do, I do want to say to Brian, uh, he is right. Uh, libertarians want to, they are Republicans. I just, they're Republicans that don't want, they, they, they refuse regulation to a point where it's, it's totally, it's completely fucking silly, but really they just, they just want to like be left alone. But what's really funny to me about, the libertarian point of view is that like everybody's leaving you alone asshole nobody is trying to fucking do anything to you if you're just smoking weed in your basement is there <laughs> the somebody knocking on the door to be doing with your time ever <laughs> there's not a single person that gives a flying fuck what you do in your house just don't be an asshole like don't fucking don't mm. shine it don't shine a fucking uh floodlight into my bedroom okay don't do oh. that don't purposefully plant a tree on my on my side of the property line uh, when you know that I won't notice it for like 10 years until it's huge. Fuck you. Now enter Joe Rogan discussion. Oh, right. Yeah, dude. What the hell is going on there? Neil Young. Uh, fuck the bozos. I don't know. Neil Young and, and Joni Mitchell are really important revolutionaries and they're going to well, take Joni, down Spotify because Joni Mitchell Joe Rogan has <laughs> fucking says predictable dumb shit and has predictably fucking pseudo intellectual dipshit libertarian guests that Fuck are obviously Egypt. just going to say the type of shit we know they're going to say. So now Spotify has to, you know, they're doing something about it quote unquote which is nothing basically what like anyone that mentions COVID-19 is going to get slapped with like a warning so now the is it safe podcast I hope we get the warning from that be that's our that should be our goal to be important enough to get a fucking disclaimer from Spotify that oh hell yeah COVID-19 is being discussed on this show so uh just wanted to put that out there but absolutely in terms of actually what the fuck is Spotify going to do? I mean, I don't know. And then Joe Rogan comes out with a pseudo apology. Like, well, I'll, I'll try to be more mindful of, of presenting the other side or having guests on that, you know, have a, a an opinion contrary to this contrarian opinion of vaccine bullshit. So it's a, it's a mess, but it is... The thing that interests me is the whole, you know, uh, I don't want to say censorship. That's a little heavy handed, but it, it is going, you know, we are in that territory when it's like, mm -hmm. you know, right. I mean, at the risk of sounding like a libertarian who feels like he should be able to say whatever the fuck he wants. It is. Well, it, is it? Kinda, it is kind of it is kind of sticky. I mean, we want to be able to say whatever the fuck we want to on this podcast. Like, how would we That's feel right. if we, you know, were slapped with some fucking citation of sorts? Like, uh, nope, you've gone too far. That 
Scott guy says this and that Luke guy says that and that's not going to Fuck me running. It's <laughs> <laughs> just not going to matter unless we have enough, you know, eyes and ears on it. It really just comes down mm. to a big popularity contest. And Joe Rogan hosts the number one yeah. podcast for better or worse in America. So It is a sad, it is a sad is. comment on what constitutes power in this country, isn't it? That a guy that has a podcast is somehow that mm -hmm. fucking that destructive that dangerous that you need to actually violate the first amendment by shutting his ass down because the and... average fucking ninny is going to joe rogan for their content versus leaders well the ninnies aren't the ninnies are not there the ninnies are like listening to clips and freaking out over it the people that actually don't, forget, don't give a fuck listen to it a couple points I want to make with this. Yes, okay. Joe Rogan has 11 million viewers per show. It's a massive audience. Spotify has a lot invested in it. It means everything to them, so they're not going to back down from that. At the same time, he had on the recent Hubbleblue was about two dudes he had. I listened to the clip, the audio clip, which maybe I could find. Uh, we had two cardiologists, two very, very highly credited doctors with patents related to MNRA mm -hmm. and shit like that. You know, they're not morons. They just had differing opinions of the COVID. We're in a weird time right now with COVID. We've always been in a weird time with COVID. And right now we're in a bizarro time where you say things and they actually might have validity, but they could be connected to previously out of control right wing conspiracy theories now. it Now it's all starting to amalgamate together. And this is how I'm viewing it as a human being. And it's getting really, really confusing. And also Neil Young had a music service. I don't know if he still has it called Pono. And its whole focus was on providing high-end audio because a lot of these streaming services provide compressed MP3s. And if you're an audio file and you got to have your fix, Pono's here for you at a higher rate. He he, Jesus It was his thing. Hold, it was on. His that is idea. A Hold on. That is a weird thing for him to care about. Neil Young, a guy that released so many fucking lo-fi fucking, like, acoustic records back in the 60s <laughs> this guy cares about this guy cares about the fucking high fidelity all right whatever just keep going <laughs> i'm just telling you that so it no, was like a competitor it's fine. That I, I, I do love neil young i just that that is just a hilarious that and now it's starting to make sense he's got a he's got a capital angle also there. but he also sold his catalog so he doesn't have the rights to it anymore so ah! He can okay. also say whatever That's he hilarious. wants. Mm -hmm. So if they, if they take his music away, who cares? To him, personally, he doesn't... The money's already been made. He sold his publishing rights. Mm -hmm. So it's, when he says, yeah. I don't want my music on Spotify, he really has no authoritative control over the actual decisions. No, with no that. authorial control, yeah. Or financial interest whatsoever. He has no ability to control his own catalog. Oh, man, that's rough. Because he sold it for millions of dollars, which he is entitled I to. Mean, so I mean, I would his nut. I would feel bad, but I'm not. I don't. I don't care. What What is he doing? What What I'm is just he throwing doing? in a few pieces of information related. Well, to this, this is whole thing. this is good context. So he sold he sold his catalog to Spotify, correct? Or do you sell it to something else? Sell oh no, to Sony. Some, whoever owns his publishing yeah, catalog, Sony oh, he sold it to Sony Sp or something like that. Now, so he doesn't actually have any authorial control over his catalog so wherever it plays it plays so now he wants to pull it even though he doesn't have the power to pull it because he doesn't own it correct well it has been pulled right. off spotify and so is joni mitchell's oh, right so then but so that's a separate he, reason that's just because of 
pressure or a decision yeah. by the publisher to pull it themselves. Ah, yes. okay. So the publisher was like, nah, I don't want to hear from this fuck. This old coot, this old coot that keeps coming into the office talking about Pono. We're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna take the songs down and we'll deal with him later and we'll let this Rogan yeah. thing just fucking simmer down and then, and then the we'll put it all back, back on Spotify yeah. in 30 days. Yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> Neil it's Young. A dog and pono show for sure. <laughs> Neil Young. <laughs> yes. Neil Young does to me yep. look like an old coot. <laughs> oh. Is that bad? Is that a good thing? Yeah, he just looks like an old coot. He's a genius, but some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days and first of all to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support i truly truly appreciate it and it's been very nice to hear from you i wanted to make this video first of all because i think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what i do maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles that are disparaging um the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular, uh, they, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They would, they would ban you from certain platforms. Now, that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now, that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now, that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that wow, at that. one point in time were banned were openly discussed by those two men that I had on my podcast. Okay, anyway, well, there you go. There's, there's a sample of Joe's uh, thoughts on what was happening here. Oh, sounds fairly reasonable. I don't know. It just, I, I, I have a hard time giving a shit. It's very difficult. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the key point, all. Luke. Yeah, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Who okay. cares? Okay, <laughs> Scott okay, brought good. it up, and then it's like, now well, here we are. I don't know if he was kidding or not, but we're talking about. No, I. I, <laughs> no, I, I but no, 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 no. Wait, wait, Scott. I'm not. Cares. I'm not dismissing you either, because you said there are actual. Uh, pressures here that are we need to identify and be aware of and push back against so it That's does what I deserve care about. that I fuck joe rogan and fuck neil yeah Young. yeah it's not about, about joe rogan and the headlines it's just about it's like the aclu acl you know you defend anybody they defend nazis in skokie illinois against holocaust survivors because you have the right to express yourself whether you like it or not it's a classic tale it's an old 
trope that we all know about. I, I saw the ACL. I never watch Bill Maher anymore. Like I used to watch Bill Maher religiously. Yes, we both Religi- did. Religiously. Uh, <laughs> religiously. <laughs> Fuck me running. But I never watch him anymore. I just, I don't know. I guess I got out of habit of her. I don't know. Maybe something changed in me. Who well, cares? He's the, ul- he's the ultimate, you know, he's the ultimate uh, boomer fucking lib brain idiot. That's just, <laughs> yes, just peddling much, fucking propaganda. You. He's peddling propaganda. It's it's getting yes, so bad. You. It's intolerable. I can't watch it for more than five fucking seconds. Maybe the well, yeah. the point, and and I am happy leaving it here, is just that it seems as though these huge tech companies are now the the overseers of the nanny state. Like it's their job to fucking protect us and to like shield us from all this misinformation. When really, I'm just at a point with COVID and quote-unquote misinformation and consuming news media where it's like you're free to be an idiot like you're fucking free to consume whatever you want i don't know what we can do we can't hold people i find your lack of faith disturbing now there are certain things that (laughs) i'm fucking cynical man i have have a lack of that oh yeah you're so cynical dude it's pretty appropriate it's pretty (laughs) appropriate so that's so bad yeah (laughs) that is so bad you should never challenge our overlords like that trying to be gentle what is your what is your number again uh what's your what's your number uh one one two seven eight i find your belief system fascinating Citizen one two seven eight, you are you are in violation. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me. Okay, so back to the Mar thing. So I I watch it on YouTube. Apparently, it's available on YouTube now. That's how far behind the times I am on him. You could watch his whole episodes without. It's not like a scam either. And he had the ACLU dude who'd been the head of the ACLU on for like 30, 40 years, and he has a documentary out about him. That's something Glosser is his name. I forgot his first name, but he's been the head of the ACLU forever and. He talked about how the ACLU has changed. Clearly not a show. <laughs> no. For who? For who, though? Oh, please go. Please keep going. I might. I well, may this... have jumped. I may have jumped uh, to a judgment that I should not have. Yeah, I think I think he did because he was he's no longer in. He no longer runs the ACLU and he left because they created changes in oh, I know you're talking wording, about. Yeah. the wording of their directive now of their expectations. They no longer will support or take on clients that have certain types of pigmentation <laughs> no because they always defend i mean yeah just curious i was well, just curious i don't think it was pigmentation but i'm pretty sure it was <laughs> the abs- exact opposite of what the aclu exists for the aclu is not a government operation it's not it exists to fight against the government and any other types of tyrannical attempts to minimize free speech, whether you agree with them or not. And now he is a guy, he he himself, uh, I think his name is like Irving Glosser. He was, his parents, his grandparents, they died in the Holocaust. And yet he was one of the people who pushed that charge in the late 70s to defend the Nazis in their right Marching, to yeah, march that's right, yeah. in a town filled. Skokie was, they did it in Skokie intentionally because it was literally filled with, with Holocaust survivors with fucking tattoos still on their arms and shit. And the fact that those people were in pain from that is the example of a legitimate pain as opposed to other people who are in pain from hearing words from others today that they find offensive or just cruel 
that don't really hold up to the same weight if you really compare the two. You do. And that's you, what the ACLU is doing now. You do bring up you do bring up a good point. That is the outer boundary and the outer limit of free speech. It is uh, yelling fire in a crowded theater, right? It is about your words actually your words creating a real harm something that actually is going to endanger people now the idea that joe rogan is that guy is is specious to me it, it does not feel it does not feel oh, no, no, i'm not saying correct. that either no no not that's I not what you're just so far see that, that's not what you're saying but like the the point the point behind you know defending like i i hate what you say sir but i'll defend to the death your right to say it that mm -hmm. whole attitude that entire that that is like there are there's actual legal precedent and it is it is based on that idea that you know as long as your actual your actual like proclamations don't create an immediate harm that endangers people's lives right now it's protected speech so for him, i realize that but no. what's happening but what's ha what's happening now in this in this world is that you have people like joe rogan doesn't matter who you are your your corporatized is such a degree that now there is corporate liability or there is potentially corporate liability because you're under contract with them so that is the shit that is making it completely fucking nauseating it makes me like not give a shit because, because i want to fit in because now this is not this is not about joe rogan this is about spotify and what they what I they're able to put out now mm -hmm. and so i yeah it, it's i mean he didn't do if you're in even remotely leveled out human being i think you can probably listen to a rogan podcast and deal with it He's you know, got a lot of, he's got a lot of wacky guests. I suppose that's the reality I reside in. Maybe I shouldn't take it for granted that I can listen to Joe Rogan and not get fucking mentally corrupted. <laughs> no, th this is just these are just companies. These are companies uh, hedging hedging their bets, and they're they're freaking out because they don't understand how they're gonna. They don't understand what kind of money they're gonna lose because it's very impossible for them though? to. Oh, I'm saying because like Spotify, because this is not about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's apology is not about him feeling like he did something wrong. It's well, Spotify is not going to do anything. Well, the people at They're Spotify doing definitely contacted him and were like, hey, can you smooth this out? It has to oh, have happened sure, that way. But... There's no way oh, Joe sure, Rogan has it, been though. completely unapologetic for much worse things that have happened on his uh, podcast over the years. I'm just I'm speculating. I, I'm not I have no fucking idea how this went down, but. I am speculating that Joe Rogan thinks that this is not really that big of a deal. And because people flipped out, people like Neil Young all of a sudden caught wind of one clip or whatever the f I don't know what Neil Young is doing. Why is Neil Young prison. listening to Ooh, fucking Joe Rogan? Because <laughs> this is America, Jack. Is Neil Young on God the plane? Right, and he man. was like, he goes, I, I just downloaded my, I just downloaded the last Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm all good. I got three hours, you know, from uh, Albuquerque this America, yeah, Jack. to New York. I'll be just fine. I got my Rogan podcast. And then he gets upset. I just don't. Where did he hear about this? Because he's, the dude's fucking a thousand years old. So I know. Well, he's fucking he fading into senility and he's got to pick like a holy battle so should I we mean, start talking oh, about oh, that? shit i got you good you fucker 
<laughs> like, dude, just stop it, Neil Young. I love you. I love your music, but you're 80. Absolutely. Just fade out, homie. Fade the I fuck just, out. Yeah, and to Mike, <laughs> to Mike's point, to Mike's point, I do not think this is a a Joe Rogan like Joe Rogan making a stand against uh, his critics. I think this has got to do. It has to be Spotify that allegedly. Allegedly, it has to be Spotify that reached out to him and said, smooth this out. And he yeah. did. And he issued a, a fucking response. He would never. He is not. Think about the number of times you've heard him apologize. And I think it's basically zero. Well, but he's, but he's been doing a lot of videos like this. He's not apologizing, but he's been doing videos like this since he signed his mega deal because he's got more publicity. And yes, mother Spotify is the one who gave him the mega deal here, and they are constantly having I'm to sure deal with bullshit the, like this on I'm the sure daily. I'm sure there's only certain things that you can... a daily thing. I'm sure there's only certain things that you can actually, like, adjust for in your rider. Like, you probably can't Hoo-ah! change the T's and C's for the, you know, the the overall corporate contract. I am sure you're locked in. I mean, I'm sure you're locked in like, uh, based on... You will get sued if you don't abide by those things so they they know that they know what product they got they know that he does uh dangerous content which is hilarious to me because if you're if you're just like a normal individual and you listen to anything you anything that happens on that show if you're if you're actually if you're so incensed by it like you need a you need a fucking hobby i, I don't know what to tell you that's she got off it's embarrassing. You're an embarrassing fucking. And you got your man. head all the way up it. Yeah, you're an embarrassing person. That's if Spotify. You if you can't Spotify handle, if you can't handle people like Joe Rogan talking to fucking scientists that have a slightly different view, uh, it's not like these guys. It's not like the uh, the fucking Lancet where the guy wrote the the fucking the original anti-vax story in the Lancet. I love rumors. The, the same story that's been debunked 50,000 fucking times and was removed from the publication uh, right. completely. And mm-hmm. all of this anti-vax uh, f- uh, fury, fur, whatever, uh, has gone on for 25 fucking years because of one guy that wrote one article that was not peer-reviewed and cause people like Jenny McCarthy to start this bullshit and get fucking tuberculosis going in fucking Oregon again. Good job. Oh, come on. Hey, man, if you've been missing the mumps, uh, you can see uh, Jenny McCarthy. Great ass! <laughs> she did have she a great was... ass in 98. <laughs> she did. Yeah, she... Now, now the it's the Gen Xers that they're going to be the last generation that did that, that were that were yeah, born see, vaccinated. There's a shithead Gen Xer right there while we're on the subject. And all this shit boils down to, uh, I just want to read this, because this is what happens. We can sit here and bark about this, but then this is what Spotify founder Daniel Eck is saying. Spotify it's announced your fault. that it was, quote, working to add a content advisory to any podcast episode that includes a discussion about COVID-19. Well, whoop de fucking fault. So what? So we just open up a podcast and all that's different is we say, all right, everybody, COVID-19 is going to be talked about on this on this pod. So <laughs> Dude, listener people, warning, be advised. These motherfuckers have no leverage. Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan lost uh, 
lost like 50% of his fucking listenership when he switched over to Spotify because it's it's paywall. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. Oh, we done. Okay, we're done with that. Um Yeah, that was a cool. <laughs> I could have gone on for a while, but I cut Jesus. it short. Yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate you. Um, forgiveness. It's all about forgiveness, Luke. I mean, in the end, whether you got your head all the way up her ass, or it's about no, forgiveness, it's it, or it whether about, you know, no, hey, motherfucker, I eat everything. I eat the pussy. I about, eat the butt. I eat every motherfucking thing. Yeah, yeah whatever I, you're doing. I mean, just do your thing. Th- this is That's not about. This is not. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. We can move on. Uh, it's not about forgiveness because there's nothing to forgive. It's exactly totally, totally <laughs> insane. It's totally fucking insane. Bits and he, doozy. They, remember, remember what uh, everybody used to say uh, 20 years ago? Like, you don't like it? Fucking turn it off. I'm a flipper to gibbet. Turn it the, the fuck off. Turn it the yeah. fuck off. The people who actually do have weird... So, Okay. Yeah, but you're Rogan, already buying in. You know, you're, that's no, the thing. You're getting sucked into this now because you're, by even saying that, you've already gone I'm, I'm too far into the in conversation. Bit, yeah. yeah, I'm being yeah, sucked yeah. in a little bit. I will say one one last little wrap up comment, and I will. <laughs> I will keep this quick. The people that the people that are actually, let's say, anti-vax, anti-mask, whatever the fuck, who cares anymore? Uh, those people, they're going to be listening to Rogan. Doesn't matter. The there are going to be zero people who are pro-vaccination and wear their masks there are zero of those people that are going to be swayed by some guests that joe rogan has on his podcast to you let's say not wear their mask. like what is the actual health concern what is the uh yelling fire in a crowded theater uh, comparison it doesn't exist here it's so ridiculous and it makes me I, sad and it makes me want to cry What'd you say, oh, Scott? Man. Isn't this I Can Make It Up To You by Chicago? Or whatever the fuck this song is called. Everybody wow. needs Everybody needs <laughs> Dude, this is so great because when I worked at the post office and I was like almost fully fucking blown out, uh, there's this dude that only worked on Sundays. And he was like 38. He was like, you know, pretty much my age. And he would always listen to fucking like Yacht Rock and Smooth Rock. And I remember coming home from a particularly terrible shift at the post office after like 13 hours. Don't be that guy. And this song was fucking just, he was just blasting this song. <laughs> just and trying to get me through a, the day. It gave me a little bit of joy, yeah, before quitting. <laughs> he was a desperate man. Did he say this right after? Yeah, motherfucker, I eat everything. I eat the pussy, I eat the butt, I eat every motherfucking thing. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> We were. We were talking about eating butthole while listening to Chicago. Did you have a commentary about that? <laughs> oh, Wait, is it, are we at? <laughs> we might have to introduce this song into our respective bedrooms. <laughs> Drums. Yeah, this is the uh, Spotify Joe Rogan. I'm sorry song. I'm so sorry. <laughs> This guy, man, I fucking can't stand this motherfucker, Peter Cetera, you piece of Is shit it? scumbag, oh, Wait, egomaniac oh. to the fucking extreme. Chicago's a great band, and you think you're above them? Fuck you. 
fuck you. The original Chicago, by the way, not your 80s puffed up bullshit. I've got my fucking super, super conditioned hair and super high-pitched voice all ready to rock to make you come real fast. Fuck you. <laughs> Hard-hitting commentary on Satara. Fuck. I've got some real opinions about Peter Cetera. I really, really no, do. The fact no that he way. won't even do, he <laughs> won't even like, he, I have no respect for people who won't. This You've seen this in every, do, a lot of documentaries. You've seen him at 60 Minutes. Any type of hard-hitting journalism piece. We asked Peter Cetera to sit down with us, but he declined to comment or sit down in front of a camera. Anybody who does that, I got no respect for you. If if you won't even comment, I understand some people might get nervous in front of a camera. I'll give you that. But if you're a fucking performer, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Sorry. This, is this, this is in this heyday and shit, too. Like, this isn't now as a 77-year-old man, right? Well, this is 2000s. This is after the fact, too. Yeah. I would probably... I could see myself being the... Wanted to the move rock on. star that just like didn't want to talk to anybody when I was done with it. Okay, I see that point too. That's fair. I actually understand that point. I don't know. You know, I think about that often. I mean, it's a fucking. It's it's all just masturbatory conjecture. But like, you ever think about that? Like, <laughs> I wonder if I would just be a fucking terrible like professional athlete. It's like the second that I lose, would. you yes. know, I, the it second would, that I it use. It would be awful. Yeah, I would be it fucking would. terrible. I, <laughs> I'm I lose, sorry. We, uh, we you lose, don't have what it takes. <laughs> we lose game game six of the fucking like ALCS. And now I got fucking 14 microphones up my nose and in every fucking orifice. Mm. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my face before I attack you. And then I we would got lose that my from job. the source. <laughs> there, there you are. <laughs> You just got to keep reminding. You just have to keep the dollar signs in your eyeballs and be like, chill out. It's just a fucking game. I just got paid $25 million this year to do this shit. So these people can anally probe me with fucking microphones and <laughs> bullshit questions when I'm like, it's like they catch these guys, you know, like it was years ago, like at Michigan State be Michigan on a, well, obviously I'm going to bring this up. Like, I know. How dare whatever. you, sir? I know. Last second, I just think of it because fucking field goal kicker whose life basically amounts to nothing, who's going to be, <laughs> you know, who's going to work a cash register at Meyer after the season's over with, sinks the kick. Yikes. Triple zeros. No disrespect to our Meyer fucking, fellow fans. Then he gets exactly. a, no, love I'm, I'm more like yeah. I, I'm more like in support of the Meyer worker here. Uh, fuck the kicker. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. But he's going to go from being a collegiate That's when people athlete like us have got to forge ahead. To working at Meyer, right? Because that's what you fucking do. There's nothing wrong with that. I worked at Meyer. Yeah, I know. But you're kind of saying it like it's negative. Well, I mean. Come on, buddy. Hey, we love you, Meyer. You're derailing me. The whole the whole point is we just Spotified you. You're Joe Rogan, and we Spotified your ass. God, you can. All right, that's it. I'm canceled because I said that a, a fucking college kicker is gonna end good, up at Meyer. Oh, it's a good thing you got two names. You can fucking hide behind the other one whenever you need. Oh man, I'm sorry. As an ex-employee of my, <laughs> I seemingly bagged on my nope. my. Also, former employee character. here too. Yeah, I worked there for union years? jobs, baby. Union jobs. We've been over. Mike, there if you work there for more than 17 days, it's got to be. That's got to make the resume, right? Well, it always makes the resume. It was always part of it, but yeah, I, I worked there for about a week. I think it was a week in Lansing. Anyways, finish your point, Scott. I'm sorry. You you, you had a really good point about these athletes. It's not cool. They make millions of dollars. 
Uh, well, yeah, not collegiate athletes. But anyway, the whole fucking point is you catch these oh. you catch these dudes, you know, like highest highs, lowest lows in their lives. And, you know, like you, you got to be prepared for some profanity or some real emotion there when you're fucking putting microphones in people's faces. Well, That's you know, you I'm blame, saying. you know, who you blame is the original assholes who created the cookie cutter. You know, go back to Bull Durham. Great movie. I love Bull Durham. But they were already responding to the fact that there had been this professional code set up to just respond. Don't let anybody inside. Don't give real responses. We don't want to let the locker room out to the public. It's their fault. If they just would have started from an honest point of view from the very beginning, we would have a lot more great content for us to really connect with athletes and these people on another level. I could see that. And I think we all missed out on something because this wall was created in the beginning. But I also understand that you also want to have privacy, and I get it. So, well, nothing's black. And there's, everything's gray. There's a there's a hybrid here we're missing. I mean, ah, exactly. We can't be too too hard on uh, Peter Cetera because his um, his. We doc, got that from his, the source. <laughs> there, there you are. <laughs> His his documentary about uh, swinging in the eighties is called the highest highs and lowest lows. So <laughs> what? It all comes together. You're just you're you're missing the. He doesn't like to be on camera because he's saving it all up for the the camera. He's not, he just doesn't want to be. World. He doesn't want to be on live TV. Thanks but. for reminding us of that. Every once in a while, we forget. That guy, like you said, that guy is spending all of his time trying to just bring people to climax <laughs> this is a man's world this oh, is a man. man's world thanks for reminding us of that every once in a while we forget i mean it also comes back to sticking microphones in the orifice and all that you guys you, you're not you haven't you haven't seen the movie so you don't know what i'm talking about there's uh, there's microphones and orifice it's great it's it's great living in america <laughs> This is this. There's nothing wrong. This episode's, this allegedly, episode's it's allegedly, uh, allegedly, Pizza Terra has a uh, pornography film that's on Netflix that he's been filming for a long time, but it's not released yet. Damn it. <laughs> Someday. By the way, this is hilarious. Living in America. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Nothing I love wrong. that. <laughs> Hey, living in America, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> I, I actually can't remember where that's from. Where is that from? Living in America. I get it. I know. I've, <laughs> I've heard it. Where is that from? <laughs> nothing wrong. That's James Brown, man. That's oh, James Brown on yes. CNN in oh one of the God, finest that's interviews. Yeah, that's the interview. Scott's ripping on athletes in their interview. Oh, actually, oh, he's yeah. ripping on the media for their you know, it always constant comes out of the media. probing. <laughs> but... In this case, the media gave us gold with this James Brown interview. So we should be grateful for that, Scott. I think we should. Oh, no, the media. Yeah, they're only 88% chip bags. If you can get the, somebody high on camera and record it, oh, that's, that's a good day. Holy shit. That's a, James Brown that's, high on camera in 1988. That's probably. I was going to say, I haven't seen the interview. I was going to guess that that was late 80s because that that's a bygone era, I think. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. We can't do that shit anymore. Otherwise, we're gonna have to issue warnings like viewer discretion <laughs> advised. Like someone might be high <laughs> during this interview. Someone might What'd be uh, someone might be completely <laughs> incoherent and having a great time. Uh, What'd so. you say? 
we we've just we've lost the ability to empower people to be incoherent idiots. I, and, we've and we've lost the ability sad. to empower. We've lost the ability to empower, <laughs> to empower <anybody> people <laughs> to be Period. to be critical observers of anything that happens in the real world. Right. So therefore, they're not empowered at all. We just you're, lost the ability just, to empower you're people. Weak. You're just fucking weak. We've get, we've given people the uh, we've given people the actual like brochure on how to be critics, but we haven't taught anyone how to be like critical in any meaningful way. Ted, they, know, they know what to point out, but they don't know how to deal with it. Living in America. And I, I, I honestly, I fucking hate being on the side <laughs> wrong. Of like Jerry Seinfeld, but because, okay, that's okay. This is a funny example to me. Jerry Seinfeld complaining about being canceled. That cracks me the fuck up. If you've ever seen his uh, his actual stand up, it is the most fucking, fucking milk toast. Yeah, fucking it is just mayonnaise on cornflakes. That's what you're. <laughs> that's that's what you're fucking watching. And he's upset about being kid. What a what a pussy. I'm sorry. What a fucking, that's a shame. What a weak willed piece of shit. As a just. He's just a guy that thinks way too much of himself. And oh, that's a shame. It, the show is great. His him as like an individual comedian, completely ridiculous. Oh, that's a shame. He isn't important or edgy enough to be canceled. He fucking wishes he could get canceled. That's the thing. I think that's exactly right. <laughs> that's I think funny. Scott's right. I think Scott is a hundred percent right. Right. I think he. I think he begs for that. He wishes that. He had the only thing missing from say. his career. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's one of the last. He didn't have the. He didn't have the fucking testicles or or you know the fucking vitriol to even get to that level. I think he's an aspiring. <laughs> oh, now what, motherfucker? Dude, Dave Chappelle set off an entire like fucking tweet storm and all that. Has Jerry Seinfeld ever been in the news? No, only for fucking that uh, girl with the huge boobs when she was like. <laughs> uh, yeah, that girl's. When was that? I forgot. That, but, um, I forgot was, that. Uh, you know, look it up. All right. That was 1994. <laughs> that was during the Seinfeld heyday, like 94. She was a like an NYU student, 18. He was like 40. This woman is, I mean, she totally was fine. gorgeous. Totally I, all right. Actually, I don't. Yeah, there's actually nothing wrong with that. She was 18. So it wasn't like he committed a crime, but that was actually, I'm She's telling 19. you, this is. She was 19. Yeah, I, don't, even I don't know anything about it. Yeah, she was 19. I know a lot about her, and I think you do too, but we're going to leave it there because we don't want to really totally creep ourselves out. If we're trying to grow at all, I don't think it'll help us. So, uh, I think she, wasn't she uh, the daughter of like a fucking prince or something? Wasn't she like, I don't know. She was an NYU student for, okay, all right, I'm going to stop was talking. Was she on an I episode? No idea. I have was no she on idea. an episode? I feel like I maybe she was so. a guest. No, she was she never was on, on an episode. Never on an episode. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. Okay, see, Luke knows. I knew. I was trying to see how much he really knew. Anyways, that was it, though, Scott. That's <laughs> you got the, me. You got that's, me the uh, that's the limitations of Seinfeld's intensity and, oh, my God. Oh, Seinfeld. Tone down what, motherfucker? There's nothing to tone down. I mean, it's just, tone if anything, he's trying, to, he's trying to yeah. tone it. He's trying to take it up a notch. So you're right. That was it. Other than he, he got divorced, too, right? And that's maybe it. I don't know. Uh, pretty lame. You know, pretty he, lame, guys. He, he was with her for a long time. He was like 35. She was 19. It was absurd. And everybody on the awesome. cast has made many, many jokes about how Jerry <laughs> Jerry just loved the young girls. And well, we saw the whole uh, show. I mean, it was a parade of lovely ladies. So good for him. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, in the show, in the show context, that's fine. In real life context, it creeps out a no little. No way. Because then you start realizing what he really looks like, and uh, that shit's goofy as hell. And he's with he's with these insanely attractive women. It doesn't make any sense. I think we need to empower nineteen uh, year old attractive NYU students to get with people like Jerry Fine. Oh my god! <laughs> so what I was saying is, I think she she was like. I'm not gonna say she's a royalty, but I I swear to God she was, she was like anyhow. It was like millionaire meeting a millionaire. It doesn't really matter. Sure, trying to make a nice like <laughs> like a gene yeah, it's pool. The elite of the like, elite. Let's, let's have the gene pool come together. Yeah, when it comes, maybe. yeah, exactly. When it comes to when it comes to that type of like eugenics, uh, you just don't <laughs> ask questions. You just let it go. Okay, so let me clarify this now. So this headline. Now, who knows what's going on here? Remember when 39-year-old Jerry Seinfeld dated a 17-year-old? Bing, yeah. bing, 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 17-year-old. Uh-oh. I, my, in my prudish mind, I probably adjusted the numbers. Yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> was, yeah, I think I was we all like, did. No, that wouldn't be. That wouldn't be. Uh, here you go. Be, right? Shoshana! Shoshana! Oh, that <laughs> reminds me of uh, Inglorious Bastards. Shoshana. Anyways, uh, that's a Nazi. Shoshana Lonstein was a senior at the prestigious. Here you go, Luke. Prestigious Nightingale Bamford School on the up a fucking boarding school on the Upper West Side. On a spring afternoon, she was approached by one of the most well-known comedians in the country. It appears unclear if Lonstein knew exactly who she was talking to at the time, but after a short conversation, he looked at her giant tits. And he knew that he had to see what they looked like without a shirt on. Is Reasonable. That, is that uh, word for word what's in the article? It all was until I said the, yeah, I think the tits part. Yeah. Might have yeah. Um, it's, exaggerated. I might have exaggerated that. It's yeah. absurd. I mean, he had to have screwed something up because what, what did he, what does he do? I don't know. Okay, I can't talk about this. All right, we gotta move on. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, motherfucker, I eat everything. I eat pussy. I eat this is Jerry Seinfeld. Shoshana Lonsky, yeah, right? 1994 audio. <laughs> hot, hot just, mic, Upper West Side. Just, I mean, <laughs> no, no offense to guys that have like you know thinning hair and all that, but if you look like Jerry Seinfeld, you look like a you look like a fucking human Pez dispenser in a fucking yeah. suit. He's a nerd. He's a fucking nerd. He always was. He was a Mets-loving baseball nerd, a Superman dork. Yeah, I mean, he, that's it. So He's probably got a, a schwanz to end all schwanzes, though. That might no, 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 think, no fucking way. You think he's just uh, slinging like, like <laughs> five and three quarters? Nope, just, that would come up by now. Uh, that would come up by now. You know how long John Hamm was walking around Hollywood before somebody snapped a shot of that fucking banana he's holding in his pants? <laughs> It took it took like two days. It was like, oh, who's John Ham? Oh, look at John Ham's Wang. Speaking of the man that looks like John Ham, Luke Orlebeek. Yeah, there it is. Uh, let, let's let me finish this quickly. So the story of Jerry and Shoshana is probably best told in a People article from 1994 titled "The Game of Love." Man, what a time it was! 1994, where People was king, a magazine that millions of people read, apparently, or at least looked at in doctor's offices or dentist's offices. And they stumble upon the article called The Game of Love from the perspective of the world having taught itself to accept their romance. So when Jerry Feinfeld fell for 17-year-old Shoshana Lonstein, cynics snickered. Oh, no. How about that? 
And yet the article mostly I, I focuses on Seinfeld's quest <laughs> to date a woman 21 years younger than him. Near the very top of the story, People's Karen S. Schneider recounts an interview Seinfeld did with Howard Stern, in which Stern, as he would, joke about Seinfeld being the sort of boogeyman in a windowless van that parents warn little children about. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Stern home. Oh, oh, the guy, that's funny. Oh, the, guy that, the guy that puts like uh, women from the street on a Sibian and puts them on a microphone is, <laughs> is judging yeah, this guy. shit. Howard Stern homed in on this May August aspect of their relationship when the radio host interviewed his old friend last spring. So, Stern said, feigning moral indignation, you sit in Central Park and have a candy bar on a string and pull it when the girls come. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ. Amazingly, Seinfeld, oh master of his comedy domain, was flustered. She's not 17. Definitely not, he insisted. Okay, so she has an age, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as it's 17, we're, we're, we're fine here. We can move on. Well, well they do okay, tell yes, us that Lonstein, <laughs> Lonstein turned 18. This is for the record. Shoshana Lonstein turned 18 years old on May 29th. 1993 shortly after the two met so it sounds like they're splitting hairs here who knows i'm sure he waited because he would probably be terrified to lose his career and once he hit 18 it was party time so because that's how america works it's a fucking sick strange prudish but bizarre place where we have laws in place where it's down to like a literal day where you could go to jail or not i'm not justifying it i just find it sounds like (laughs) sounds like you're making a case no, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating to me. Like, uh, I don't know how you make laws about that. Like, well, look, if he or he, because these days, more than ever now, it's the males I that are being think, exploited by these he's, he's, out of control teachers. No, dude, these she, female teachers. Listen, hold on. She went. She went to. Okay, <laughs> this is the last I got to say about it. She went to. <laughs> like, I can't. I, I'll take the over. I got, on that. I got sucked in. <laughs> I got sucked in. All right, thirty seconds, fucking tops. She is. Okay, she looks like she does. I mean, come on, it's almost insane. And then she is in a she's in the fanciest fucking like one of the fanciest schools in like the entire globe. Not just not just like New York, not just like the U.S. Like this is elite of elite. This is elite of elite. And she's graduating basically, right? She's a high school senior. She's great. She is surrounded by just like chiseled. Uh, like people of like her, her age who are going to have really dependable, awesome jobs. And then Always she meets, know if the juice is worth the squeeze. And then she meets this fucking toothbrush with fucking hair and, <laughs> and well, toothbrushes this do guy. Have hair. I, I don't know, man. I, she, I just don't, it, it blows me away. He is a walking Pez dispenser. He's got that giant head, that fucking narrow body, <laughs> and he looks goofy as fuck. And he does. She went with that guy. Like, why would she even do that? I would love to have an interview with her could you know figure why? out what on earth, what on earth was going through your head? What, what was she's happening? hot and empowered, baby? Because she's fucking 18 and she's hot and empowered. Exactly. And he's Seinfeld. He's the king they, of everybody television. around her. Everybody around her is ensconced in power. Right, but he's still the, everybody you know, that she knows has tapestries, have actual tapestries in their fucking living rooms. How am I not myself? They live in castles. And she yep. was like, "Oh, I, but I want real power. I want the guy that's a sitcom writer." That because 
That's the allure of TV. It always has right. been. Or just like what not I being on a uh, screen. I, I, just, I don't know why I got all obsessed, but you know. <laughs> Luke, people just need to smash it. You know what? I'm I gotta close I gotta close this other window here. Boy, think much P brain. That was too much. Yeah. Too, too much call. focus. <laughs> too much focus on that. All right, moving on. Uh by um <laughs> No. <laughs> oh. All right. We already did that. All right. Uh, actually, that's a good show. Unless there's anything else really pressing, I think we've done another solid show. And we do thank you for your emails. The fiftieth episode of the ESA podcast. That's what this was. Um, I didn't go. I will say this real quickly. I did not go see Gordon Lightfoot. I missed my chance. He was at the Royal Oak Music Theater yesterday, mm-hmm. and I did not go. And now I may never see him again because we all know what he looks like. <laughs> We covered this on an episode recently. <laughs> that, that guy is eternal. <laughs> He's like a crypt keeper. <laughs> that guy is not going anywhere. <laughs> He's going to. <laughs> He's the old prospector. <laughs> he is. He's all of those things and more. It's so true. Look him up. If if you some reason you still never looked him up, just go look up a picture. Of the current oh, Gordon Lightfoot, it's uh, he, is, he ain't going anywhere. That guy, he'll be back. He'll be back for like eight more tours. He's like the Rolling Stones all in one. <laughs> I hope that's true because uh, yeah, I kind of, I'm, I think you're right. He's just not going to die based on what we know about his physical appearance. He's just going to be around for ever and ever and ever, right? Not yes, he will be. He will be because he's eternal. Yes, he is. A, he's the eternal prospector. So I figured we. Cl- I wanted to close with this uh, yeah, uh, Lightfoot song, <laughs> but I'm no. We're not doing that one. No. Okay. Uh, okay. I was like, all right. Here goes eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing eight minutes. I wanted to play this one, which is about the city of Detroit. Many years ago, I stumbled upon this song last year, and it's a really good song. So we'll fire that up, and we'll say thank you for listening. Love you for Scott, Luke, and everybody else. Bye bye. Motor City madness has touched the countryside And through the smoke and cinders you can hear it far and wide The doors are quickly bolted and the children locked inside Black day in July Black day in July And the soul of Motor City is bared across the land As the book of law and order is taken in the hands of the sons of the fathers who were carried to this land. Black day in July, black day in July. In the streets of Motor City, there's a deathly silent sound. And the body of a dead youth lies stretched upon the ground. Upon the filthy pavements, no reason can be found. Day in July, black day in July. Motor city madness has touched the countryside, and the people rise in anger, and the streets begin to fill, and there's gunfire from the rooftops, and the blood begins to spill. Black day in July, in the mansion of the governor. There's nothing that is known for sure The telephone is ringing and the pendulum is swinging And they wonder how it happened And they really know the reason And it wasn't just a temperature And it wasn't just a season Black day in July
Black day in July Black day in July Motor cities burning And the flames are running wild They reflect upon the waters Of the river and the lake And everyone is listening And everyone's away Black day in July Black day in July The printing press is turning And the news is quickly flashed And you read your morning paper And you sip your cup of tea And you wonder just in passing Is it him or is it me? Black day in July In the office of the president The deed is done, the troops are sent There's really not much choice, you see It looks to us like anarchy And then the tanks go rolling in To patch things up as best they can There is no time to hesitate The speech is made, the twos can wait Black day in July Black day in July Streets of Motor City now are quiet and serene But the shapes have got a building Strike terror to the heart And you say, how did it happen? And you say, how did it start? Why can't we all be brothers? Why can't we live in peace? But the hands of the have-nots Keep falling out of reach Black day in July Black day in July Motor city madness Has touched the countryside And through the smoke and cinders You can hear it far and wide The doors are quickly bolted And the children are locked inside Black day in July Black day in July Black day in July Black day in July